Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Tech News Podcast, we're here again at the Dumb Tech Club, and I'm here with uh, Megan Eisenberg, who works for MondongoDB. So, Megan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Tell us a bit about your talk today. Yeah, so today I was excited to talk about how open source is eating the software uh, world, really the, their lunch, uh, and how do you market and sell something that's free. So how would you do that? What do you recommend? Well, it's a, it's a tough balance of reach and revenue. So you've, you won, you, adoption comes before actually converting them into revenue, and there's going to be a smaller percentage. But, you know, traditional open source companies really look at doing, um, they, they really disguise services and support as a subscription. And more modern open source companies are not only, one, having this subscription support, but they're providing features and tools on top of the open source technology that they sell to the business user and those using and doing mission-critical apps. So I guess if you use like the WordPress plugins, that kind of stuff where you pay for those? Yes, yes, that's right. Security features, maybe their tools to analyze the data, to re-index, different things like that. And which uh, open source tools do you recommend people should be using? Well, I certainly recommend MongoDB, and we have some great tools called Compass, and we have a BI tool as well. We've just launched Database as a Service with MongoDB Atlas, uh, all great uh, open source products. And what does actually MongoDB actually do? So MongoDB, we stand for Humongous Databases, and what we do is we we really provide the database for mission-critical apps. More than half a million apps run on top of MongoDB. So apps like Tinder, Grindr, Aer Lingus, Barclays, Expedia, uh, Lyft, you name it. There's a lot of apps out there that are dealing with three, three things, volume, variety, and velocity. So there's massive volume of data today. The variety, you have movies, you have pictures, all different kinds. And then the rate at which we need to access that data. Think about an app like Lyft, a driving app, yeah. where you have all of a sudden a million people trying to get a car, or you have... Um, all of a sudden they change direction. It's got to recalculate the route. That has to be done really, really fast. And you can only do that on modern technology and databases, like a NoSQL database, which is what MongoDB is. So you're basically a backend database server. We provide the we provide the layer that hosts the data and allows you to read and write it very quickly. And how long have you guys been going? We've been, this is our 10 years. 10 That's, years this year. I guess over the 10 years, technology has improved so much. Yes, and it's got cheaper as well. Yeah, that's true. And open source has really taken off. It's acceptable for mission critical. More than 78% of firms, I would even argue more than that, according to ZDNet, run on open source. So it's uh, mainstream now. And why do you recommend going open source? Well, one, cost. Yeah. I mean, we're probably... of the cost of proprietary software like Oracle. Uh, Time to develop is much faster. You don't take months and months because uh, it's easier with a document style setup. We call it schemaless. So you can hit the ground running with a proof of concept in a week or two weeks. So it's time, it's resources, uh, and developers are expensive. So if you don't need as many, uh, it's even better for the business. And what about security? How How is that done, managed? Yeah, so... 
security, it's, it's very similar to, you know, you ca- a car. You arm the car with all these security features, but you need to lock it. Yep. You need to turn the alarm on. And, and open source technology is that as well. You, we arm you with an open source database. You need to put in authentication, encryption, and all the other things to secure the data like you would with any other database. Yeah, also in the background, you've also been an entrepreneur and different things. What else have you been involved in? Yeah, so I've been in technology 20 years. I love also advising tech companies. I advise about a dozen of them, anywhere from 10-person companies up to 500, uh, mostly in the United States. I have a passion for marketing technology, so a lot of those are MarTech companies, as well as just deep tech, working with developers. And also you're involved with women tech as well. How is that working out? That's right. I'm a founding advisor. Um, You know, we're passionate about women in tech, about helping companies hire more women, about helping women be more empowered and um, go after their dreams and, and elevate themselves in their careers. I yeah, guess is trying to sell the story that they can do this. Yes, there's no, there doesn't have to be any boundaries. There's confidence, there's support, there's a network, and we all have the capabilities to do it. Because I think back back about 200 years ago, Adrian Lovelace was the first programmer in the world and she was a woman. Yeah. And you got um, Marie Curie, which she did with um, with uh, Radium as well. Yes. So all through life, the people have been there, but yes, there's a lot of amazing women out there. Yeah, and I guess right now, people don't realize when you look back on the big pictures in, in science and technology, women were were doing this, not men. Yes, that's true. That's true. So I guess if you can sort of share the story and tell them, look, even today they're still doing it. Like Megan, I'm doing this. I, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a woman as well. Yeah, you know, I think that the trick is um, every business needs someone who can solve problems yeah. and can do it quickly and uh, has a, a process about it. And so, you know, if you've got the drive, the energy, and desire, uh, anything is, is really possible. And also a thing as well, if you're a woman, you think differently. Yes. So when you think differently, it, it, in a way you're getting different view thing, which is great. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a huge benefit and value, all the studies show it, for diversity. Having different ways of thinking um, to solve problems is, is beneficial. Be- businesses that drive more revenue that have a diverse um, set of folks on the team. And so there's a lot just even in benefit for the businesses. And it's interesting. It's having people with independent ideas and thoughts and backgrounds coming together and working together. Yeah. And for me, women are very good at multitasking, which men can do. So you, <laughs> so you, you're going to be to do more than one job at the same time and get it done. That's right. That's right. It's definitely, I think, a, 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 a benefit. Multitasking uh, is something that uh, we can do well. Because see, a woman, she's in the office and she's on the phone talking to somebody else or writing an email at the same time. And then I'm thinking... I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multi-threading and processing yeah. of information and tasks. So I guess what you hear today, what's, what's your goal at the conference? Oh, I think, one, just educating and, and, and talking about open source and the benefits, helping tech companies that either are selling open source or using open source uh, to understand the benefits and, and the best ways of going about that. Okay, okay. Thanks so much for that, Megan. Yeah, Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Appreciate it.